Thanks to COVID, it's year number five for number five. A guaranteed that this will be the final go-round for Armando Baycott. What's the big man going to accomplish in his last year? Let's talk about it. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked On Tar Heels podcast, the only daily Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. Joining me is a guy who is turning the big 3-0 tomorrow, none other than Coach Pat Kilby, who's giving it a thumbs down. Hey, folks, please make sure you send our guy Pat some big happy birthday wishes tomorrow. Make him feel the love and the age on that. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listener watch to get your team every day. Folks, coming up on the show today, it is our last pack. This is the 11th. I just did the number 10 with my fingers, although I'm holding a ball, so it looks like nine. This is her 11th preview show. So this is our final scholarship preview. We've hit everybody else. The freshmen, Elliot Cadeau, Zayden Hyde, the sophomores, Seth Tremble, Jalen Washington, the juniors, Harrison Ingram, James Aconquo, the only senior scholarship player, R.J. Davis, and we've done three of the four grad students, Jalen Withers, Paxson Wojcik, and Cormac Ryan. And today, we move on to the only fifth-year player who's been a Tar Heel the entire time. And Pac, this feels so much like what we're the conversations we had with Leakey around this time last year saying, dude, this is it. There is nothing else. This is the last time. What's it going to be like? So as we get ready to have that conversation, as always, Pat Kilby, would you hit us with some bio and stat info on Armando Baycott? And I cannot wait. Make sure you give me that middle name so loud and proud. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about Armando Baycott, but what many of you don't know, including myself, until we started doing this, is that his middle name is Linwood. Armando Linwood Baycott. Linwood. Yeah. That's uh, I'm digging that for sure. We should just call him that from now on. <laughs> Absolutely. Linwood Baycott. Um, obviously grad senior with the COVID year, position center from Richmond, Virginia, six foot eleven, two hundred and forty pounds, jersey number five. Um, you can catch him on Twitter at I get underscore buckets thirty-five. And I can confirm he does get buckets. <laughs> um, Instagram handle, much easier to remember at Armando. Uh, let's go through some stats for him. Uh, games played 32. Uh, games started 32. Uh, minutes 30.3 with a season high of 39. Uh, points 15.9 points per game, 10.4 rebounds per game, 1.4 assists, 71 total turnovers, 2.2 per game. We would love to see that go down. <laughs> Uh, 33 blocks, 19 steals, field goals. This is good stuff right here. 185 for 334, which is good for 55.4% from the field. We love that. That's more than a point per possession. It's good stuff. Uh, This is what we don't love. He's 0 for 6 from 3, which is good for 0%. Free throws, 139 for 209, which is 66.5%. Yeah, that's got to come up. Well, Pac, we're, obviously we'll talk stats and details on that a little more. 
But I think where, where we have to start, the biggest part of this conversation is, is to look ahead to April. When this season is all said and done, Armando's playing career at North Carolina is over. What is going to be Armando Linwood Baycott's legacy at Chapel Hill, North Carolina? Well, I think it's going to be a great one. And I think for multiple reasons, um, you know, five years at the University of North Carolina, solely dedicated to it, never once considering to leave in an era where considering leaving is the popular choice. Yeah. Um, that that sticks out to me. His loyalty and his love for the University of North Carolina is, is top notch. And um, I have a lot of respect for that. But then you look at his playing career and you see that he's averaged a double-double two years in a row. You see that um, he's taken us to a Final Four, beat Duke, had a chance at a national championship, um, stuck at a tumultuous time. You know, I mean, it was like he play, came to play for Roy, and whenever Roy retired, we didn't know where the job was going to go. We had an idea, but we didn't know. Hubert got that job. And he got that era started off with a bang, you know, obviously with that national championship appearance. And there's, frankly, still questions to be answered about what his legacy will be because it depends largely on what we do this year. Uh, but I happen to think that these guys know that. He knows what's at stake. And I think that they're preparing for a big year. And I believe that we're going to have a big year. And when it's all said and done, I think that Armando's, you know, his legacy is going to be hanging in the rafters. I really do. Ooh, I was going to ask you about that. You think you think he gets it done? I do. I, and I know I, I don't usually say something like this, but I'm going to. Even if he doesn't meet the criteria we currently have, we need to find a way to get him up there because the way he's been loyal and the things he's done for this program is deserving of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that kind of thing where so many people have clamored for like Kennedy Meeks to do it, you know, like all that and – yeah, uh, I know. It's like it just feels like Armando Baycott is a person whose jersey should be up there. And listen, if if this year plays out the way we hope it can, no reason why he couldn't be that dude, right? Um, and so we'll see with it. But but to your point, there, I think it says so much about Armando that in a day and age of everyone moving everywhere and doing whatever they want and transfer portal, it would have been so easy for him to leave transfer to somewhere in Virginia or closer to home or whatever it may be. Like I was looking back at his first four years and we think, man, it's been so great. Pac, it hasn't been that great. As you just said, I, here are the numbers. Here's Carolina's record. Each of Armando Baycott's four years. 14 and 19 overall his freshman year, 6 and 14 in the ACC, 18 and 10, 10 and 6 his sophomore year, 24 and 9, 15 and 5 his junior year, the year they went to the national championship, and then last year 20 and 13, 11 and 9. So Pac, you total all that up, in Armando Baycott's career, the Tar Heels are 76 and 51 overall, 42 and 34 in the ACC. That's less than a 60% win percentage, both overall and in ACC play. The Tar Heels are 59.8% of, they've won 59.8% of their games overall and won just 55.3% of their ACC games. I can make an argument that if Armando Baycott leaves, obviously we'd be sad about it, but I think we'd get it in this day and age, right? Yeah. But he has been this guy that from the beginning of when he committed to North Carolina, 
was the Tar Heels' biggest cheerleader, recruiting everyone around him, uh, all his high, you know, the high school other guys to come play at Chapel Hill. As he's been at Carolina, he's been recruiting transfers left and right, not even just basketball players, like football players. This dude, like I, I said, we should call him by his middle name, Linwood. Pack, we should maybe start calling him the mayor because I think Armando Baycott could run for mayor of Chapel Hill and win one day. It's it's like that is the kind of dude that he is. Yeah, and you know, I kind of want to go back to the stats that you mentioned with the the win loss and. Um, just being like, I think you said 55% win percentage in the ACC. That's right. That's right. They've won 42 and lost 34. So, I mean, not only does that speak to him sticking around, but I think it's motivation. I think he realizes that, you know, he's a competitor. He, that, that stuff's not lost on him or this team. And that's why I expect such big things from him and the team this season, because we need to write that ship. That's not Carolina standard. And I think that he's going to be the leader of us riding that ship. And ultimately, I think that's why his jersey gets put in those rafters. Pack, in just a minute, I want to talk about why I think this could be Armando Baycott's most productive year yet in terms of efficiency, scoring, touches, all of that. I know I'm, I'm wetting your whistle and getting folks excited, and I'll tell you why I think that in just a second. But first, this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. want to remind you all that coming up on Friday, Locked On is kicking up and ramping up our college football coverage. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On YouTube page is the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Coming at you with everything to get you ready for the weekend ahead. Carolina's hosting Minnesota, going to be a big ACC Big Ten battle. Carolina's right now is favored by seven and a half. Going to be really interesting to see what happens there. So make sure you tune in to Locked On College Football Kickoff Live this Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Locked On Tar Heels YouTube channel. Pat, here's my question. Is anyone else, and, and please disagree with me if you think differently, does anyone else on this Tar Heels roster benefit more from the addition of Elliot Cadeau than Armando Baycott? Um, probably not. You know, my initial thought goes to Armando or RJ. Yep. Those are my top two. Those are my top two. And, you know, the way he plays is so unselfishly. It's create, create, create. He, Elliot, and, is that what you mean? Who you mean? Yeah, Elliot. Sorry, I should have clarified that. Elliot, he's create, create, create for yeah. his teammates. 
And obviously that benefits the two guys that can score the most for us, uh, which are RJ and Armando that we know now, or Mac may work himself into that list. That's too. true. Good call. Um, but, you know, here's, here's the thing that I think Elliot brings is just that willingness to get his teammate shots. When we look at, and this is not a huge knock, but if we look at Caleb Love and the shot production that he, or the shot total that he took during games and what we're gaining with Cadeau and his ability to create for others and how he wants to create for others, that's a huge benefit for, for Armando. And not just, not just the creating it and getting them the ball, but how he does it. He gets to the paint, and he makes defenders have to help off, and that's what's going to open Baycott up. And I just think that he's going to really, really benefit from it. And and that's exactly where I go with it. I can absolutely see the case, as you said, that RJ is the other person to benefit most from Elliot because he can just be a two, be a scorer, do what he needs to do, let Elliot run the show. Obviously, RJ is going to run the point some, but I just feel like in order for a big, like an old school big man in the ilk of Armando Baycott, in the ilk of Kennedy Meeks, who we talked about earlier, or Tyler Hansborough, they have to have an Elliot Cadeau, a Ty Lawson, a Ray Felton, a Kendall Marshall to get them the ball appropriately, meaning at the right time, in the right place, to the right spot, um, from the right angle. All of those things you need from an entry pass. Like you actually have to be looking in there that I, I think for the first time in his career, Armando is playing with somebody that is looking for, is going to be looking for him on a consistent basis and can find him in, in amazing ways. I think that's going to set up Armando for um, higher field goal percentage. I think it's going to set Armando up to just period get more touches because it's not, as you said, like all those shots from Caleb got to go somewhere. They won't all go to Armando, but I think we're going to see a lot more of them for him. Yeah. Uh, all, all of these kinds of things, I think, add up to, to maybe not Armando having his highest totals ever, because that would mean he'd have to match what he did his junior year. And Carolina plays 38, 39 games going all of the way to the uh, to the national championship. What did they play that year? 33, 33 games, 33 regular season and then 39 total. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Which you know what? That means I did those numbers wrong. I I the numbers I was saying, excuse me, earlier were only um I I think I left some of the numbers out. Cause as I look back on the total of that his junior year, I only have um 33 games in that. So I must only be including up through the ACC tournament when I gave those numbers. Forgive me. But the ideas were still there. So, uh, folks, you're probably yelling at your computer because I got those numbers uh, <laughs> incorrect earlier. But uh, the the sentiment is still there. Anyway, um, I don't know that Armando will match the volume of those numbers, but I'm seeing the efficiency of it. Like, yeah. could see upticks in um, field goal percentage, in scoring, in rebounds per game. And I, I think all of that is a possibility for him. So I, I just think that Elliot is, a, is going to play a master role for helping him there. Yeah, And to add to that, something I forgot, you know, there's a lot of anticipated effects that uh, Cadeau is going to have in the transition game. Ooh. Playing a faster pace. Yep. And as long as Armando is running that floor, 
that's going to open up other avenues for him to score. And we know how efficient big men in transition can be, you know, from the Roy Williams era when it's done the right way. And so that's just another thing that could benefit him. It really is. Okay. Yep. I, while you were talking there, I looked up my number, the numbers that I had wrong. All the ACC numbers I gave you were correct. Uh, Carolina 55% win percentage in the ACC in Armando's time, but 29 and 10 overall his junior year didn't have those numbers right. Uh, that's killing me, Pack. Uh, that might actually be the only, no, 18 and 11. Uh, so I missed one loss his sophomore year. And I would have gotten all the, the freshman year numbers right. So, yeah. folks, I apologize. You know I love math. And, uh, boy, mm. did I get that one wrong. Now, Pac, here's another thing. As uh, we look at the record books, Armando has an opportunity to take a massive leap forward his senior year. I want to talk about that, make some guesses as to what he can get. We already know where he's at with, with rebounding and double-doubles leading Carolina. But he's got a chance to make a big old fat jump in career scoring points. We'll look at that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Jace Medical. What would happen if you found yourself cut off from modern medical care and treatment? I'm guessing that you, like me, would not be prepared. Maybe it's supply chain issues because of a global pandemic, or you're on an outdoor adventure, or there's a natural disaster, or you're traveling in a different country, something like that. Honestly, for me, life is so insanely busy that I just don't really have time to make a doctor's appointment. That's why it would be a struggle for me. So if you're like me, you need the Jace case from Jace Medical. The Jace case, what it is, it provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get one of these Jace cases is to fill out a simple form online, and then you get prescription life-saving medications delivered directly to your door. I love it because the Jace case can give you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to the correct medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have that medication in hand. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com. Doctor created, doctor recommended. That's Jace Medical. Pack. We know where Armando Baycott is at in terms of the record book. He's at, he passed Tyler Hansborough last year in career rebounding. We know that um, he passed Billy Cunningham to be the all-time leader in double doubles. But another big one I was looking at when he finished last year, Armando Baycott had one thousand eight hundred nine points, good for fourteenth all-time at Carolina. And I, listen, here's the deal. I know there people are going to look back at the record books, books, excuse me, and say, hey, asterisk on these guys that added to their totals with a fifth year. Fine, cool, whatever. But that said, if Armando Baycott scored 500 points this year, and that's a very conservative number. He had 509 last year, 635 his junior year. So even if he just got 500 points, that would put him at 2,309 career points. Pack. Any guesses where that would put him on the all-time scoring list at North Carolina? Um, let's see. That's got to be – I think Tyler Hansbrough's around 26 or 2,700. 20, 2,872 for Tyler, yep. Okay, and then Phil Ford is second. And it's, it's around the 2,300 mark. Uh, so I'm going to guess third, second or third. 
Yeah, spot on. So Phil Ford has 2,290 points. If Armando scored 500 points this year, which again would be fewer points than he scored last year or the year before. So very likely for him to do that barring injury. That would put him above Phil Ford by 19 points. How about that? Uh, So again, a conservative estimate on Armando's scoring for this year puts him second place all time in the Carolina scoring record books. Not to mention that he's clearly going to obliterate the career rebounding number because he's already, even after last year, he's now up, you know, like around 120 ahead of Tyler. Uh, He has 1,335 rebounds to Tyler's 1,219. So, I mean, assuming he gets, you know, 350, 400 rebounds again, that's going to put him up in the 1,700, maybe even coming close to touching 1,800 rebounds for his career, Pat Kilby. Wouldn't that be what, I mean, he's going to be, a 2,000-point score, just the seventh one ever, and he could come within like 200 rebounds of having 2,000 career rebounds. Pat Kilby, that is wild. Yeah, that's freakish. <laughs> my word, my word, my word. And then obviously he's going to keep adding to that double-double total. I I expect, remember last year, just felt like he wasn't getting his double-doubles at the same rate he was the year before. I think some of that was injury and other things, but um, I, I expect him to get back on that horse uh, this year. So we'll have to see, although he does have a little more, uh, no, actually, no, I, I think his rebounds will go up, but speaking of which it's time to look at that right now, Pat Kilby, it's time for over unders. Let's get it. All right, Pack. Here's my fun one right out of the gate. You ready? I'm ready. In his career, Armando Baycott is one for 15 from the three point line. Over under one made three point. Ah, let me put it at 1.5. Over under 1.5 made three pointers his last year in Chapel Hill. Hmm. Um, he shot six last year. So, and obviously it was over six. So, I'm going right. to put it at the over. I, I think he's been working on it. And this is his last shot. Now, I don't think he's going to shoot a bunch of them because that's not his strong suit. But, if he can just show that he can hit a couple of them, that helps his case. So I'm going to take the over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some videos this, this summer that, that uh, release looks quicker and smoother and uh, give me the over, but two, two total. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going big on that. And uh, I think, listen, I, I'm going to have to contradict you here, Pat, because you said he took six three pointers last year. Clearly everyone knows it was seven. Get it right, Pac. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Because um, why on earth should you know exactly how many three-pointers Armando <laughs> took last year? Just the fact that you're in the ballpark's awesome. All right, let's look at those rebounding numbers. Let's go over under 350 rebounds this season. Let me give you his totals his first four years just to give you some frame of reference. 263, 227. Obviously, those were lower numbers his first two years. His junior year, that big crazy year, 511 rebounds, and then last year, 334. So I'm setting the over-under at 350. I'll take the over, and the reason for that is, and you kind of mentioned it a minute ago, the double-doubles were like a struggle last year. It seemed like it was tough for him to get them, but everybody was crowding the paint, which makes rebounding tougher. That's such a good point. Shooting stretches the floor. And we should, knock on wood, have plenty of that this year. 
And I think that's going to only increase his rebounding opportunities and more isolate him in the post. And um, so, yeah, I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be somewhere between 400 and 450. Okay, because I was that was what I was going to ask. I was going to say, what if I set the over under at 400? You'd still take the over, you think? I would, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put it over 350, under 400. Like if you gave me 375, that's probably where I'd give call it a push. So I, I'm going to be in that range, but wouldn't be surprised at all, especially if Carolina keeps pushing ahead this year, like we hope they will in terms of uh, wins and losses success. I, I hope to see him keep riding that. All right rebounding average pack. We're going to stay in that same uh, range of conversation with rebounding. And I'm going to set the over under at 12 per game last year, uh, 10.4 rebounds per game, his junior year, 13.1 rebounds per game. And we're setting the over under at 12. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to do math now, but I think That's it's hefty. Gonna be, if it's hefty. Yeah, I think it's going to be 400, and we play, what, 30 regular season games? 31 regular season. And then let's say, you know, if you get a top four seed and make it to the championship of the ACC tournament, that's three more. So that'd be 34. And then a potential uh, six games in the old NCAA tournament, that'd be 40. And you set it at 12? I set it at 12. I'm going to take the under, but not by much. I think it's going to be maybe like 11, 11 and a half. Okay. Well, it was just you get twelve rebounds consistently. That's that's freakish. So I, I, I'm going to take it a little under that. Okay. I I'm going to go just slightly the other way. I'm going to take the over, but twelve and a half. Uh, I, I think he can do it. I just think, as you were kind of saying, just that motivation, that last yearness of it. I see him getting there up over it. All right, pack last over under for Armando Baycott. Average points per game. I'm going to set it at fifteen. Last year, he had 15.9 points per game. His junior year, he had 16.3 points per game. Average points per game, 15. Give me the over. Give me the over. Uh, Not by much, and it's not because I don't think he's capable of it. I think if this team didn't add so many pieces, we could see him around 20. Uh, But because I think we're going to be so well balanced this year, I'm going to say – He's going to be closer to that 15 and a half, 16 mark, but I do think he clears 15 points per game. So I'll take the over. Exact same logic for why I'm going the over. I, you know, like Tyler Hansborough was still averaging 20, even on a loaded, loaded team, but they were also going at, like, we think this team will be, have a better tempo, but I don't think it's going to be that level, like the, the Ty Lawson era tempo. Um, and so, I, I, and I also don't think Carolina, will force feed our despite what i said earlier i don't think it's going to be the same level of force feeding armando as carolina did with somebody like tyler hansborough so yeah i'm i'm gonna go over but in that 15 16 range um if he gets to 17 i don't think it's because other players aren't playing well i think it's because he's having a truly truly special year and because carolina is playing much faster than they have the last couple years that's where i think he could get into that 17 maybe but I, I'm, I'm going to stick in that 15 to 16 range right with you on that pack. Uh, listen, hard to believe we've come to the end of these 11 episodes previewing the scholarship players. Anything else you want to say about Armando, this man, this Carolina myth and legend before we get out of here? I'm just looking forward to his final year, you know, and just seeing um, 
you know, I, you know, we talked earlier about how much he benefits from the addition of Cadeau, but just the overall direction that Hubert went with the team this offseason, I think Armando benefits from that as well. And I just, I just see a good year ahead for him and for our team. And I'm, I'm just ready for it to get here. I saw it was 55 days away from the season today, and I'm just, I, I can't wait for those 55 days to go by. Yeah. Be watching these guys hook it up and play. We are Harrison Ingram jersey away from tipping off the season. And Pac, I, I think what you said leads me to end the show on this note. Folks, the, these seasons go by in a quick hurry. There are going to be ups. There are going to be downs. But you are going to be watching one of the greatest and most memorable players in Carolina history this season in Armando Baycott. Do not take it for granted. Do not let it pass you by without savoring every moment of this big man in his last year because he has meant the world to Carolina and Carolina has meant the world to Armando Baycott. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for joining us. Always great uh, for Pac and I to be able to dive in and have these conversations together. Speaking of which, you can follow Pac on Twitter at Coach underscore K23. Follow me at Isaac Shade. You can follow the show at Locked on Heels. Email us, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Please let me know how horribly I butchered all that math on the Carolina record stuff we were talking about earlier. I apologize for that again. That's the kind of stuff that makes me so angry at myself. Um, You can subscribe to the show on audio and video formats. If you're watching, please smash the like button to let us know you're here and leave your comments on your thoughts on Armando and why you're looking forward to his last season and what it will mean to you. Hey, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll be right back with you tomorrow. A little crossover with the host of Locked On Minnesota getting ready for the football game. But until then, peace.